On today's episode of the Data Driven Podcast, Frank and Andy welcome Gevorg Karapetian to the show. Gevorg is the Chief Technology Officer at Xero. In this talk, he talks about his past days in computer science research and shares how Xero helps Fortune 500 companies bring generative AI to market in the most secure way. Hello and welcome to Data Driven, the podcast where we explore the emerging fields of data science, artificial intelligence, and of course, the ever-present data engineering. And with me on this ever-present road trip down the information superhighway is Andy Leonard. How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing well, Frank. How are you? Hey, you know, it's been a been a hectic, uh, hectic couple of weeks in Frank's world. Um, we're recording this on uh, March 29th, and um, I had a live stream rant that was very cathartic about uh, Microsoft Bookings, which has been doing our bookings. I don't want to. Yeah, so I don't I don't understand, Frank, what's wrong with Microsoft Bookings? <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to keep our clean rating on iTunes, <laughs> um, but um, I mean, in principle, it's a it's a great product. Like if you if you read the the the, the thing and the idea, yeah, if it worked as advertised, it'd be an awesome product. However, right, right. Uh, it will um, we're 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 working on again. I don't know when exactly we're releasing this, and have we announced the third podcast host that uh, will help us out with uh, Impact Quantum? But uh, just the 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 wrangling of schedules between you, me, and whoever the guest is. Should be an easy thing. It was kind of easy with Calendly. I was yeah. hoping to get easier with bookings, but that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, live and learn, as it were. And we're replacing, uh, we're replacing Windows uh, in the house. Um, apparently, yeah. the, the OS. No, no, no. This is, <laughs> this is the first. <laughs> I love it. This is the only Windows I've installed since moving to this house. So let wow. that. Sink. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, Windows 11 and I don't get along, uh, but that's a story for another day. Uh, we are also, I, I don't want, I can't, uh, I can't talk too much about it, like in a public forum, although in the green room, we did mention this. There is a, um, family situation on my wife's side that let's just say has involved lawyers now and dealing with lawyers is, you know, God bless them, but when they're on your side, but, uh, it is, it is never a, um, Stress-free experience. Very tedious, I understand. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, <clears throat> I'm being a little facetious. I knew I knew all of this before, <clears throat> but I, I'm here for the uh, color commentary. So there we are. And I just um, I, I just got back from Sequel Bits over in um, Newport, Wales, Cardiff, near Cardiff, Wales, cool. and uh, spent uh, just a few days. It wasn't. It was kind of a hop over and hop back trip. I got to present a day-long uh, webinar or seminar. Actually, since it's in person, can't say webinar anymore. But there were Wait, it was in an actually actual room both with other people. That's crazy. It talk. was that, and we had hybrid. So we had, I can't remember the split, but it was about half in person and about half online, and it went well. I always enjoy presenting; it's always an honor. Um, but I'm excited to to learn more from my from our guest today. I was just looking at your uh, LinkedIn profile. And uh, very impressed, sir. I'm very excited. We have Gevorg Karapetian. Hopefully, I didn't butcher that. He's smiling, so I either got it right or I totally messed it up. Trust me, people butcher my name all the time. Um, so, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? And you're not the football player, right? Like, so if you're, I'm not. I you, am not. Yeah. And, and 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 for Americans, I meant soccer, but. Um, <laughs> 
um, we do have a sizable uh, UK audience, so that's why I said football. Um, so if you're here because you're you did a Google search and you this is not the podcast for you, uh, thanks for listening. You're welcome to subscribe and stay. But I just want to upfront tell you. So so with that, I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you, but um, so tell us uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your company um, Zero. Cool. So Frank, Andy, uh, thanks a lot uh, for the invitation. I'm really happy to be here and speak about uh, us about Zero, what we do. So uh, short about myself. Uh, so I am a PhD in computer science and I was uh, doing research before co-founding the Zero and I was mainly focused on edge computing. Uh, so we were utilizing mobile devices to do computer uh, vision, uh, um, like develop computer vision algorithm, and our like you know application was mo mostly in the medical uh, field, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I was like always be uh, uh, believed in the power of the edge, uh, and that you know you can solve a lot of problems uh, on the edge side, and if you work hard on like you know optimization, you can uh, achieve right. great results. And there will be no need to use, like you know, the cloud uh, uh, infrastructure. And then we have uh, uh, co-founded the Zero, uh, and we started to address the issues of the productivity of the knowledge workers. Uh, and uh, we understood that there's, like you know, a lot of uh, problems uh, that we can uh, solve uh, utilizing the edge. Uh, and uh, it was like back uh, uh, like seven years ago and it was not very popular uh, to do like edge processing at that time. <laughs> All the Python libraries, you know, uh, become to develop very rapidly uh, and there was like very uh, like, you know, boosting uh, uh, doing like a lot of uh, machine learning in the cloud. But still we said, you know, guys, that's the way from which we want to start. It will be needed. We'll use the cloud. We'll use, the, of course, a compute uh, for uh, training, but for in, even for inferencing, uh, sometimes like you know the uh, edge uh, is uh, more than enough for us. And we uh, always uh, try to do the put emphasis on the optimization part and uh, use uh, as less resources as needed. Uh, and uh, the cool thing about uh, that that we found uh, a lot of great use cases for that. Uh, and when, for example, we have clients uh, in professional uh, services industries, um, uh, for example, for Fortune 500 customers or the largest law firms uh, here in the United States, in the Canada, in the UK, and they have their infrastructure uh, and uh, they are not very open to uh, make a lot of changes in, in that uh, infrastructure, right? Uh, and for them, the costs matter a lot, you know, like because they have their business model uh, and they want to increase their profitability uh, mar margins. And when uh, they see that our solution works uh, utilizing their user age, like on the PCs, uh, their uh, on-prem servers, uh, we do really good infer inferencing on the CPUs. They said, wow, zero. <laughs> Uh, uh, we love that and we continue that and moreover now we have Fortune 500 customer uh, for whom we are running uh, language models uh, uh, and again uh, we're doing the inferencing on the CPU. 
which is uh, uh, really impressive. And uh, you know, we are going to uh, publish even case study on that uh, because these metrics are uh, really great. And it's not only about inferencing, but also it's about fine tuning uh, uh, using the CPU. So it's uh, uh, really cool. And that was more about the infrastructure part of it. But what we do, uh, uh, we provide end-to-end -end automation uh, for uh, large enterprises. We are working mostly in um, professional services industries currently. It is uh, management consulting, wealth management, uh, legal. And what we do, we are taking um, end-to-end -end processes such as, for example, uh, compliance. Uh, so make sure that uh, all the like, you know, documents, emails are, are like, you know, uh, you apply all the uh, information governance policies on that. So you're filing them into your document management systems uh, or timekeeping, or for example, for management consulting, it is processing for of uh, capital call notices, invoices, uh, distribution notices that there's, you know, like hundreds of people uh, doing that manually. Uh, we uh, create our uh, models, which we call SAMs, skilled AI models, uh, which uh, augment and uh, co-pilot uh, the knowledge worker uh, in achieving uh, their goals. And uh, basically what we do, we are like assisting them uh, and in and also we have a big part of the automation but we have also leveraging the human in the loop so in case uh, the system is not sure uh, it all always ask uh, the humans for a feedback and we uh, uh, collect that feedback and we uh, then uh, retrain our system and become even better so we are creating this you know, like the defensibility uh, flywheel when we uh, accumulate the feedback of the users and we are fine tuning our models and bring a better experience for our users. We are using our product more and more feedback and so on. And that's why our users love our product because they see it's immediately solving uh, already the problem, but also learning over the time. So you, and you really have... Is uh -huh. yeah. No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to catch up. Go ahead. Yeah, and our goal is, you know, to create more and more SAMs, uh, which will uh, take more uh, uh, job, uh, like, you know, repetitive tasks. Uh, 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 so the people, knowledge workers will be able to delegate uh, uh, to SAMs and spend their time on more, like, you know, uh, creative tasks. And also, we are very happy to hear, like, stories from our customers then they say you know i had a chance for example to spend this weekend with my kids and i was not uh spend that on writing some reports to clients and nice. this is the best award for us when we are yeah. giving back to our customers our clients the most valuable thing which is their time that's a good point because i think you're really on the cutting edge of kind of where AI is right now, right? And you mentioned a number of things, like and a lot to unpack, a lot of good stuff to unpack. Like, you know, one, edge. Edge is suddenly popular again, um, or I guess depending on how you define edge, but, you know, local compute resources are popular again. Um, and I think there's a number of reasons for that. But but I think also, you know, kind of the, the, the panic around this generative AI uh, or 
cognitive automation tools or RP, RPA, whatever, whatever words you want to call it, I think people are freaking out, legitimately freaking out about what's this going to mean for jobs? Are they at risk? But I, I'm cautiously optimistic because every time that there's been this panic, fear and loathing around, um, you know, how some form of automation is going to take away jobs, it only over the long term adds more jobs. And I think that I think that which whether or not this will add jobs, I think or not, you know, the, the trend line goes that way. But, you know, but you are seeing companies downsize, right size, whatever, um, and people are being asked to do more with less. And I think that your tools based on, you know, people are able to enjoy their lives a little more. Is that kind of a good with your example there, like they were able to spend time with their family rather than uh, work on uh, work on a report. Yeah, and usually they do that over time, right? You know, because that's not believable thing they do at night. So we have, like, you know, when we were uh, having some data samples when our which our customers were sharing with us, we saw that, for example, those reports were being sent to clients like you know 3 a.m. on Friday. So definitely, wow. it's not the thing <laughs> that you want to spend on writing the right. uh, reports and updates to clients, right? And now we are like, you know, assisting them uh, to do it uh, very fast. And moreover, you know, there are a lot of uh, uh, things uh, that even like, you know, the, uh, the knowledge workers hadn't chance to do, which are, has a, like, you know, a direct impact on the revenue. And we have some use cases when we are, uh, like you know offloading them on very uh, uh, repetitive uh, uh, tasks and like you know routine tasks and then can focus on much more like you know uh, available stuff which basically increase their job satisfaction because that's why they were like you know studying in uh, uh, top universities right uh, to do uh, uh, their practice and also it, it increases uh, the uh, overall revenue for the uh, their firms so which is like really win-win uh, setup for everyone. Well, one That's of the things cool. I liked about your model, as you described it, is it's not only um, it's not only interactive with with a human, and you know I think you're getting the boast of uh, boast the best of both worlds, <laughs> where you've got human interaction and you've got uh, AI acceleration, I'll call it, and in addition to that, incorporating the feedback. Um, you know, from the human part of that, that just that just sounds really powerful. And, and I I would imagine that reduces any concerns that the, the people working at companies that are using your product, uh, any of their fears that they're about to be replaced. Um, I've so far found those fears to be unfounded for the most part. There's there's some places where, you know, it's definitely taken it, it's definitely taken the uh, the required number of people lower that certainly happened, but that's going to happen anyway. I think, um, uh, Giborg. I don't know what your what your thoughts are on that, but I think that's what when people start talking about automation, they start looking at um, these types of solutions. I think that's the first concern uh, from people. I think it's normal, but um, what are your thoughts on that? It's a really great question. So I can bring like, you know, several examples and uh, what uh, actually what we are very proud of that mm -hmm. 
our users see in our uh, solutions. It's uh, like the tool which empowers them. Okay. Uh, and they found a really a great way how to collaborate uh, with the, our systems. And actually, uh, it's uh, the thing that they can do more, like, you know, uh, they more, more manage their time, you know, that they can sure. uh, do the things uh, which uh, really matter. That right. uh, things definitely, you know, overweight some fears that that tool can end up to, for example, automation and, and make the people like, you know, uh, replaceable because uh what we do you know like every single uh, person uh during their uh, job they do a lot of tasks right and yep. for every subtask uh you you need to have some models of like you know of assistance right and uh in real life uh so what our our clients have they have just like you know great support in some parts and but yeah, on other things still they you know they are creating value so right. i will not say that our customers like you know our clients have uh, uh, that uh, fear because the value that they get it outweighs uh, uh, that possible fears that we may have sure sure i noticed gartner uh, awarded you last year as well uh, as as a the uh, like a I forget the exact name of the award, but it was innovation and data centric applications. It, I it believe. was cool company, if I recall correctly. Yeah, oh, was it? Was a cool okay. vendor award. Uh, well, that's even Gartner better. <laughs> in data centric AI. Yeah. So what uh, uh, Gartner uh, highlighted it was it was our uh, Hercules engine. So basically, our engine uh, do se several cool things. Nice. <laughs> so it's a systematic data labeling. So every time when uh, the data enters into the enterprise, we are uh, classifying that and put uh, the label. So basically, we are mapping the data to ontology of the organization. And really basically, cool. the data start to be interconnected. And when it is interconnected, you can leverage that. And right. we started that like, you know, uh, a long ago and we were using we're using that for our classification algorithm for our prediction uh, algorithm. And currently with this new wave of the AI, when you can talk with your data, the first thing that data need to be some kind of interconnected, right? right. And now the value of our Hercules e engine increased uh, a lot uh, because at first uh, what we do and we created already uh, uh, some uh, a product and we deployed from one of our customers that basically because of the data is all interconnected you can uh, use our natural language interface to you know to search over their data to find insights ask more questions uh, and that extremely powerful because usually in uh, uh many large organizations there's a lot of like data silos mm -hmm. uh, uh, data uh, is not labeled it's like you know unstructured piece of document uh, and it is very hard to navigate and uh, find like you know uh, the insights uh, in that like you know data yeah. swamp well I, re I really like the whole uh, the phrase you used uh, talking with your data that's i find that appealing uh, being a data engineer, so 
it's interesting to you know move data around and shape it but um i wonder what the data would say to me in some organizations especially so. it would it would probably help us we've been so neglected for so long <laughs> i would hope so i don't know it would probably tell me i talk funny if there's that <laughs> but so um, that's that, no, i'm ahead, sorry right? No, no, no. So um, if you're watching the video of this, your eyes do not deceive you. I had to switch floors because uh, they are installing windows in my office. So and not the software, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so. For um, award, like what? How did that come about? Did they did they reach out to you or, you know, how did that? Um, how did that well, happen? Did you, your customers recommend yeah. you? I'm just curious because it's a, it sounds sure, literally sure. like a cool reward award. Yeah, it is, it is. Uh, so uh, basically like uh, we were working uh, with uh, several analysts uh, from Gartner uh, mm -hmm. and we wanted to learn more about the like, you know, uh, other verticals, uh, adjusting verticals to ours where we have already clients and um, it will, we had like a lot of useful uh, conversations with uh, the uh, uh, analysts. And when we're telling about our solution, what they do, they say, wow, guys, like, you know, you do something very unique because uh, these are like systematic labeling, the leveraging of the edge devices, the leveraging of both client uh, edge, the server infrastructure, the uh, CPU-based uh, inferencing uh, that uh, you are uh suggesting uh, and also interconnecting of the data uh, mm -hmm. that's uh mm -hmm. is uh, really huge uh, they see it is like uh, aligns with the uh like the future of the like you know data and data centric ai and also you know uh, they are uh, fond of all the like you know data fabric for example data, data merge like you know uh, concepts and again as well right you need to have that active metadata which will you will be leveraging to accessing to the data via uh, uh, interfaces uh, and you need to create those metadata right because when now we are speaking with the same like you know uh, vendors which are uh, providing uh, these kind of solutions uh, their major problem still to to this interconnection of the data because uh, if you'll create that, that metadata, which is use, which can be used and utilized by another applications, uh, uh, that's the uh, powerful thing. And uh, we found that you know this our uh, the engine of the systematic data labeling. We're using it only for ourselves, but uh, then we realized that we can enrich overall ecosystem inside the organizations, mm -hmm. and then the other players can use uh, uh the like you know metadata that we are creating in their applications and we have cases of the like you know companies in um, uh, like you know information governance uh, space uh that already like you know uh, utilizing our uh, labels uh for their applications interesting so i find it fascinating that that edge um is back in style um because I think particularly with the inference side of things, it makes sense, right? And, and this was something even, even when I worked at a major cloud vendor, and if you're on LinkedIn, you could probably figure out who it is. 
um, there was always this notion of the cloud is the future, the cloud this, the cloud that. And then when it started being, people started realizing that, you know, with self-driving cars, no matter how good your network connection can ever be, if you're driving along at a good clip, 60, 70 miles an hour, the latency is just going to kill you. I mean, lit in that case, it can literally kill someone. <laughs> I mean, um, and I also think that there's there's a lot of, I'm seeing it in kind of my day job, is that people are starting to, the pendulum is swinging, right? We, we live in a very kind of cyclical industry. You know, first it was centralized compute, and there were very real economic factors to that, right? And I think the same thing here, right? Because at one point to train the AI model, you needed mass quantities of compute more than the average enterprise would have. Uh, so you could just rent it from, you know, through the cloud. But I think as these models and the training mechanisms get more efficient and the compute gets stronger, I think you're seeing a lot more uh, edge. I think the economic model isn't as clear as it used to be. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, makes sense. And like, in addition, uh, what I can say, like, you know, uh, why it is like, you know, uh, it is like, you know, more ideology uh, uh, of the edge computing for us. And I'm always bringing an example. So, you know, um, uh, when, uh, like, you know, for example, my, my wife is on a working trip uh, and, uh, you know, and uh, I'll, you know, uh, for, for, for example, it's to me to uh, uh, do uh, a lot of stuff so i understand that you know like every time when you are taking a cup it is better to bring it to, to, to the uh, uh its place like immediately right and in that case you'll not have you know that uh, swamp of the like a lot of things is at, at some time right and how the ideology of the cloud is like how you need to put like everything like you know to the cloud and then figure out what to do with that right and it's not always working, right? And it's better to keep their information organized when it's in the point of ingestion. Right. So when you, you have the information came in, you have a lot of context around that information, right. why it came, how, what part of which project is was, right? You know, what you did after with that and so on. So you have so much valuable uh, context that actually uh, you will lose that if you just send that particular data element to the cloud. And right. what we understand that the single data element without context is not so powerful. And when we have that particular point of time when we have data plus context, uh, we uh, uh, use that for the labeling that. Right, and that's a good point too. And, and, and you mentioned that you do a lot of work with financial services. Uh, I would imagine that there's plenty of regulations around where the data can go, how it's stored. And if you already have a data center, you know, you have to kind of rebuild it. You know, granted, it's you're doing software-defined networking, so it's not, but you're still rebuilding it in somebody else's data center. Mm -hmm. And I, you yeah, know, and, I would imagine, yeah. It's, no, go you're ahead. Absolutely right, Frank. So it's it's an, another part that uh, a lot of our clients uh, does not own their data. So basically, it's their client's data, right? If it's like you know, okay. a low firm, so basically the, the data is their client's data, right? And they cannot move it uh, away and they have already like, you know, all the contractual uh, obligations, how to manage that data. And that's why uh, for them as well, like, you know, uh, to doing as closer to their security perimeter better. And there are another parts uh, with, uh, which are a lot of like, you know, even 
data governance policies inside the organization. So there are, for example, ethical walls, right? So like if both uh, me, me and you, Frank, are working the same law firm, that doesn't mean that we have access to the same uh, information to the same matter, right? Maybe right. there are some like conflicting interests. Uh, and uh, when you are giving um, like AI solution for the enterprise, you need to keep all these rules, right? And you need to keep all these rules for like, you know, uh, during when you index the data, when you create like fast access to the data, when you are fine tuning the models uh, with that data, you need to make sure that you will not break all the internal uh, rules of the organization. And that's like the strong part of our Hercules engine that we inherit uh, these like, you know, data governance uh, policies and rules and, and create that, you know, layer uh, between the AI models and their data to make sure that will be no, it will not be compromised. Interesting. Um, no, that's a good point because you, you look at these tools like ChatGPT, right? And these mass market models, for lack of a better term, um, they are meant to be trained on everything, right? But if you have these kind of these, well, you know, theoretically everything, right? Um, but if you have kind of these understandings that, you know, if you and I are using your example, if you and I are lawyers at the same firm, there's things I can't talk to you about, right? And what would happen if the 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 AI model got you know contaminated, poisoned, tainted? I don't know what that would be called, <laughs> right? That sounds like an epic lawsuit right there. Um, uh, at best, an epic lawsuit, right? Um, no, I think that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that. Is that we have to be? There's more than one reason that you have to be careful in how you train these models, right? And I yeah, think you just cool. added another one. You just added another one I hadn't thought of. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, super careful, both in training and then fine tuning, like, you know, because the domain specific fine tuning, uh, that's right. the uh, coolest part about these large language models, right? That you can create these uh, hyper local models, which are uh, really optimized and fine tuned to, to your particular domain. But again, there you need to make sure that you feed the right information and you will not have problems like, you know, <laughs> after. right, right. Um, all right, so uh, this is the part where we switch to the predefined questions. Uh, I'll kick off the first one, uh, unless you have anything else you want to say, Andy. I'm sorry. I no, stepped on you no like I'm that. good. We're in, a good, we're in a good spot. Yeah, I was just looking at the time. I mean, because we could talk for hours because this is some <laughs> cool stuff. Um, I enjoyed our conversation as well. I did. Right here, right back at you. Um, so how did you find your way into data? Did you find data or did data find you? And I know you mentioned you have a comp, you have a PhD in computer science. Like, how did that? Uh, not a lot of people go for that. I, you know, so I'm just curious, like, what made you pick that as opposed to the, the old standby of getting an MBA in information systems? Oh, it's a good question. <laughs> Actually, I was uh, like always uh, patient about uh, creating new, new, uh, new stuff. And also it was like a combination of the creation and see the impact. And computer science, uh, I think, uh, at, at that point uh, was the best uh, shooting, uh, like, you know, uh, 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 profession uh, for me that you'll combine two things together. You can create and you can see the impact uh, and uh, uh, you can do it just like, you know, alone uh, uh, in your room with using uh, your uh, PC and that's all. Nothing else is needed. So uh, it was uh, uh, very inspiring uh, for, for me, that uh, idea. That's why I did um, computer science. And 
about like you know way to data so it will speak about like you know our, our company so like you know all of us are saying like you know the data uh, is the oil right and you you guys have it in your website mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right and uh or like is it the gold it is and as in like you know real oil and gold you need to do a lot of job you know to get to that data right you need to create a lot of infrastructure to get that data then you need to do a, a lot of like you know a mechanism like our hercules engine to polish that data and uh, then you can already uh, have that uh, the data which is usable it's insightful and you can uh, uh, fuel our like applications and overall ecosystem of our clients that will leverage that data and will have like you know huge impact on the uh, end users and results and on, on the business Cool. Our uh, second question is, what's your favorite part of your current job? This is a, a really great question, and I think I, I spoke a little about that uh, in the beginning. Uh, mm -hmm. That is uh, the thing uh, that uh, we are really proud about the outcomes uh, that we have uh, with our product which is bringing uh, back to the uh, our users uh, their time. Uh, you know, time is the most valuable thing and, you know, you cannot buy the time with money, right? That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but basically uh, with our product, at least you can make sure that if your future prior time will be much more manageable and you'll have uh, like, you know, you'll be able to manage it and allocate the things on uh, on which you want to spend it, right? It can be like, you know, new creative work, learning, spend more time uh, with family, go to gym. Another example of our customers that they said, you know, while your product uh, program was working and uh, filing all of my emails, I went to gym. It's like, nice. it's, it's like really great, guys. Nice. You know? It's really yeah. great. It's like, you know, they will spend like, you know, hours to do that. And they just like, turn that, you know, batch filing mode, went to gym, come back, everything is done. <laughs> all is good, they are happy. Nice. And uh, we uh, really uh, uh, love that uh, and we want to uh, continue the thing what we do and we want to spend uh, like, you know, save at least one hour to every single knowledge worker in the world. And it's like, you know, billion people. Uh, and this is, you know, the thing that we, we are completely fine uh, to spend our entire life on. Very cool. All right, so we have a couple of complete this sentence uh, questions. First one, complete this sentence. When I'm not working, I enjoy blank. Cooking. It's my new hobby. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, and uh, I started to cook, and this is really cool, you know. Again, it's about creation. It's about, like, you know, mixing the things. Uh, uh, and the outcome is, again, great because my family becomes happy i see the smiling faces uh, uh of my kids of my wife and that is very rewarding so any special um type of food so i started from you know like steaks and when i went to like you know uh, more complicated things like you know seafood like you know fish yeah uh and now i, I i'm have like you know uh, the new level of the challenge uh, such as you know shepherd pie and so on and like it's okay. going more and more challenge challenging and you know like there are a lot of ingredients and yeah. like you know the thing that you need to go to whole foods and 
buy all the mm. things that you <laughs> research yeah. in the web that will be needed. It's really cool. Actually, the two things. Uh, uh, yeah. You 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 are very satisfied and you know have some kind of like you know uh, rest <laughs> from all this cool stuff that you are doing at work. Sure. Well, one of the one of the things that's intriguing about that is my older son. Um, he subscribed to HelloFresh, and my wife is an excellent cook. So she helped him through some of the recipes as he got them. And he's just taken off from that. And he's just now starting to make the transition into going to the store, picking up the ingredients, and then making them himself. He's still using the recipes because they're pretty good recipes and yeah. uh, fairly healthy, too. So it's interesting that, that that's, your, uh, that's what you enjoy uh, when you're not working. Um, the next uh, fill in the blank is complete this sentence. I think the coolest thing in technology today is blank. So again, it's a uh, uh, really cool question. So if you know you ask this question like you know a year ago, definitely the answer will be another one. But currently, the coolest thing about technology that the interface of communication of the humans with machines looks like. Uh, we have like a new level in understanding so now the natural language start to be understandable so it's a it's a source problem right so the other thing is already to how to implement that so literally we have a like huge uh jump in the uh creation of like you know these smart agents uh, like uh, ai models which will able to help the knowledge workers and like you know everyone uh are really on the scale uh and this is very impressive and now it's, it's like it is like you know the inflection point uh, and this is uh uh, uh i'm super excited about that excited about that yeah that's cool that's cool um so all right so uh last complete the sentence uh i look forward to the day when i can use technology to blank When I'll be able uh, to teach uh, the actions in the same way, like, you know, the zero shot, a few shot, how we do now for texts, right, or for images, to do the same way in, in more, more, much more sophisticated actions. Because for average person, it takes, like, you know, 20 minutes to learn the basic uh, rules of the driving, right? Uh, and but still we are not there technologically and i want to see this you know like uh, uh learning by demonstration for complete uh, uh more like you know sophisticated uh, uh uh actions and workflows so in that case it will be the next level of like you know uh, automation and there'll be much more impact on the society it's very cool so our next uh, really next thing really isn't a question. It's just a, a request that you share something different about yourself. We remind all our guests it's a family friendly podcast. Um, so. <laughs> something different uh, about myself. Yeah. So another thing like, yeah, uh, what I love uh, and uh, it's the science. And I was in science uh, before joining Zero. And currently, of course, I 
I don't have a lot of time to contribute uh, 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 to the scientific world in terms of like you know, papers, publications, uh, but I still uh, uh, work with my team, uh, my, 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 you know, some of my friends, and we uh, created the conference, which calls Science Technology Convergence uh, Conference. And nice. the goal of, uh, of this conference is to, to bridge the gap between the industry and the science and to make sure that they, they will collaborate, they will share uh, the problems. And uh, uh, we believe that one of the uh, uh, key factors of like, you know, the science and the applied science, it will like very big, like a strong collaboration with the industry. And uh, that is actually a very important topic nowadays, because if you will, um, uh, uh, for example, look currently the most of uh, uh, like, you know, innovation in mm -hmm. world of AI mm -hmm. was done by uh, the private companies. It was not done by uh, academia. No, That's so, true. That's true. Like yeah. um, more and more going towards toward, toward large enterprises because they have money, they have a compute and so on. So there are like, you know, papers that will spend a million dollars just to uh, uh, like, you know, publish one paper. And the, and the serious concern uh, that I believe that, you know, that we create a framework of both like, you know, the academia and they mm -hmm. can maybe they need to unite their efforts, right? But to be able to um, regroup and provide a value. Because currently like, you know, two, three people in the lab are not uh, very like, you know, competitive with the Salesforce AI lab. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, I remember there was a big hullabaloo when, um, I don't know, is hullabaloo still a word? Uh, I think so. There was a big brouhaha, how about that, when that um, when it was Facebook hired um, hired um, Jan LeCun and like basically gave NYU a bunch of money. Um, every, all of the, you know, the usual suspects kind of like threw a lot of money at these various academic institutions. And I remember there was a lot of... Um, uh, grinding of teeth and pulling of hair. Is that the phrase? There were a lot of people that were kind of like, I think they were happy to get the money, but they also were kind of a little, I don't know, I, I'm a little anxious about that, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, so where can people find out more about what you're doing and, and about Zero? So uh, about Zero, uh, there's our website, which is mm -hmm. zerosystems.com. Uh, and we have description of our technology, of our like models. You can learn about uh, Hercules, which is our uh, like you know, flagship product of the, our classification engine. And about myself, so like the LinkedIn, I think it's the best place uh, where uh, people can like you know just uh, reach me out. Or cool. I don't have a website. But I believe I need a website to make sure that you know I'll be much more searchable than that like you know <laughs> soccer no, guy well, <laughs> i was imagine like you probably get a lot of wrong emails or you know like, <laughs> yeah um but if there'll be like an email to like if we've offered to play in real madrid you know in spain maybe i'll like you know <laughs> sure. consider that. <laughs> that, that that's gonna make for one awkward first day though <laughs> um, so uh audible is a sponsor and um, you can go to thedatadrivenbook.com, and if you um, you can sign up for a month for free, 
And then if you decide to sign up and as a paying customer, we get a little bit of a kickback and it supports my and Frank's coffee habits. So uh, any of that is appreciated. Um, we ask guests regularly, um, is there a, an audio book that you're listening to now or one that you, if you listen to audiobooks, and it doesn't have to be an audiobook, just any book you've read or listened to that you found impressive. I I am listening to uh, audiobooks, and currently I'm uh, listening to Atomic Habits. So oh, that's is, a great book. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah, I love that and the ideology that you know our habits forms ourselves, and the thing that we can reprogram our habits uh, it is really uh like you know uh, it's changed a lot of uh, uh for me and actually i did that there's you know there's Excellent. like you know small uh, hack that you have already established habits you can just yeah. attach a, a new habit that you want to have just to do after that that's so one of the example, great yeah that's one yeah, of the great it, it really works it does <laughs> that really works yeah, work for me too. The, James Clear is the author of that, and I, I that's one of my favorite books as well. And he does a newsletter that comes out every Thursday. If you go to jamesclear.com, I believe, and he ends he calls it the 321 Thursday newsletter. Um, there's three thoughts in there from him, and then uh, two questions from others, and, and then a final a final thought from someone else. It's it's a, a, a decent framework, and I wouldn't expect anything less from that organized mind. <laughs> so, well, cool. that's, that's awesome. I, I need to give that book a, a go because it's in my queue. It's been in my queue for a while since you recommended it, Andy. But um, It's um, all good. I've got some in my queue you recommended too, Frank. We'll right, get to right. them when we get we'll to get them. We'll get to them, get to them. <laughs> I just finished up Fearless, and it's an interesting story about a guy who became a Navy SEAL um but it's not your usual kind of navy seal those are always interesting but it's not your usual this guy basically was had a lot of drug problems and he cleaned himself up and enlisted in the navy and got into the seals like it's just wow. like, like wait that can happen you know <laughs> apparently it <Yeah>. did <laughs> it was an interesting read um but yeah all right so any parting words the what any any last thoughts? Anything you want to say before we uh, end the show? No. So thanks again uh, uh, for this great conversation. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it was cool. So, Excellent. Yeah, this is definitely the the uh, well, great part of, of my like you know today's day for sure. Oh, well, <laughs> thank I'll... you. Awesome. We thank enjoyed you. it too. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, and with that, we'll let Bailey end the show. Thank you for tuning in to the Data Driven Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, we kindly ask that you take a moment to rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback is invaluable to us and helps us to continually improve and provide the best possible content and experience to our listeners. And if you know how to make Microsoft Bookings work as advertised, please let us know.